This episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week to get in on the action. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase. I just watched the Tony Romo highlight reel, and you know what? That guy was pretty damn good. And I'm Jordan Hanskin, and I watched the uh, the trailer for the new uh, Williams Sisters movie. Did you see that? Uh, I don't even know what that is. So they made a movie about Serena and Venus Williams. They're making a oh. movie with Will Smith as their dad. <laughs> okay. That movie looks a trillion times better than... The Kurt Warner. One. <laughs> How did I know you were gonna go to the Kurt Warner movie? There, it's 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 night and day. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Like the 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 that one looks like they're taking themselves seriously. Like this is like a movie about you know a true movie about underdogs and like mm-hmm. making it to the top from you know if you don't know the Venus and Serena Williams story they they they're from Compton, L.A. Mm-hmm. And like made it all the way to the top of tennis, and like <laughs> that's like an underdog story that didn't look like an SNL skit. Like uh, I don't know, it looked like it looked good. I I'll I'll gladly spend some money and go see that movie. But the right. uh, Kurt Warner, one. <laughs> we're gonna we are gonna spend money to go see that movie too. Just for I, I will unfortunately also spend money to see that. But that one, I think I'm just gonna laugh. At. Right, we're gonna be we're gonna be like hyenas in the back of that movie theater. <laughs> um, and this is the Locked On Sabers podcast. Uh, Jordan's back, little, but you, you're still under the weather, right? Is this is this the flu game for you? No, it's not as bad. I I feel pretty good today. All right. Well, uh, you've missed some some raucous content in the last couple of days. Um, you've really. What, when was the last time you were on? You were on. Well, we were on Saturday for our big mega draft reaction show. Um, yes. So I guess we haven't talked since the Sabers drafted a like ten thousand Russian players. Yeah, um, that was we were, we were kind of making fun of them. It's like I think I asked the question specifically, like, will they draft a Russian? And you flat out said no. And then two Russians later, we were, yep. we were smooth sailing. Uh, two, two in the second, yeah, like, one in the third. And one in the sixth. Four. I mean, we made, like, jokes about it, but it's – I just thought the Sabres were putting themselves at a disadvantage just by not, like, looking at every part of the world for players. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was, it was annoying that they would, like, never take a chance on young, like, Russian players, whether they were, like – afraid oh they wouldn't want to play in buffalo they want to be in the k instead or whatever whatever dumb reason they had for not drafting russian players i'm glad to see that they've mm-hmm. grew out of that because it was yeah. it just seemed like they were like tying one of their hands behind their back do you think they drafted more than one on purpose like not wanting to have just one guy by himself in the organization and like at development camps and preseason and like, <laughs> coming over um do, like do you think do you know what i mean yeah, well, I think it's uh, it's one of those things where it's you know it, I think it's a more of a culture shock maybe for the Russian players than like other other people whether especially especially guys from like North America. But uh, yeah, so I I don't know if they did it intentionally. I think they they probably just took best players available and the players they liked the most. But um, yeah, that seemed like it was uh, 
could have been calculated. It could have been, been. been part of it could have been part of the plan. So that happened on Saturday. And we got to get to some other stuff that happened in free agency with the Sabres, um, as well as Kevin Adams comments from Wednesday. But I'll give you kind of an open forum here. Uh, anything you want to tackle fr- from uh, the last five days since really Saturday? Well, uh, like Reinhardt, I think the what it ended up being is also like the, the team say, you know, arbitration they didn't like. I think they also just don't like the fact that he's not committed long term. I think he wants I think he has specific like goals in mind for his own life, his own career. He wants to go to specific places. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably scared a lot of teams off. Um, and I think that the Sabres in the end got a goalie prospect who is blazing up boards, I guess, like mm-hmm. blazing up like prospectless. Um, started off as like a low end and now is turning into like, wow, this kid could be something. So, um, you know, and a lot of goalies, I think, come from kind of obscure spots. Like, I don't think it's I don't think it's all that rare to see like goalies like, oh, where that what pick was that guy? Oh, that guy was like seventh round pick or fifth round pick. You know, you don't you don't really know what that position and it takes a while. Um, so I thought the prospect was good. And I thought the, you know, first get, for getting a first as well is fine. Um, it's definitely not an A plus for Sam Reinhardt, given what we got for Risto, you thought we would get more, yep. but, um, yeah, that was the, that was the one thing I didn't get to talk about that I wanted to was, um, yep. you know, I think that that trade is, it is what it is based on the circumstances. Yep. And I thought Reinhardt to his credit, I thought handled leaving Buffalo very well. Um, I think he was one of those guys that could have been like, you know, it sucked here. And he's like, no, like it was, you know, I wish it, I wish it went better. So he also said uh, that he would have, would have, no, been, it will. he said he would have been willing to stay here long-term. Now, I don't know. I don't, that, believe, he, I don't believe that. Right. He might've been referring to like last year or the year before that, like when the Sabres kept giving him one year contracts that like I would have signed three years ago for eight years. I would have signed two years ago for eight years. I would have signed last year for eight years. I don't think that means that he would have done it now. I think there's no way he would have done it now. Um, I think he's, I think he might be targeting the open market. I think that he might, I think he should go to arbitration, get the one year, $7 million deal from Florida and then go cash in at an age where you never see UFAs by the way. Right? Like he's going to be what? 26. When he hits unrestricted free agency, generally those guys don't hit it till they're like 28, like 29 sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think he should as well. Um, but let's get to a couple of other items on the agenda. Um, from yesterday, more of a minor move. Sabre signed John Hayton. This is a fighter. He's oh, eighth, yeah. eighth in the NHL in fighting majors since he entered the league as a regular <laughs> four years ago. Uh, you you like this. <laughs> Uh, let's go let's, let's start <laughs> punching people let's start punching people. why not why not let's I just, mean, let's just do that let's be that team they're gonna be awful right so like yeah i don't mind having a few fights in there here and there um depends on the eichel trade but yeah the, does it be awful does it for this year i mean the goaltending's not great goaltending's no, like the worst in the league <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Huh. Second Craig's, worst. Craig's, uh, good for, Craig's good for a couple. You've got you've got a bit of a tank work starting up here. I mean, the Coyotes are going into the year with Carter Hutton as their number one goaltender. That's happening. Uh, and the Sabres are going in with quasi-retired Craig Anderson, who played five games last year. Um, but that's a good question, though. 
how close is this to 2014-15? Like six years ago or seven years ago now, it was blatant tanking. Blatant tanking. I would not I'll say call... this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's different because the team's going to be so young. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's it's like it's different. The, the roster is very different the way they assembled it. Like the Sabres then were like, let's just be really bad. Let's get some bad veterans in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, who are we throwing out? We were throwing out Kanapka. Dolby. Stracken. Zara. Agostini, like oh. <laughs> it was, it was brutal. I mean, this team's gonna be like we're gonna have like Dylan Cousins out there and Middlestad, and like, yeah, they're not gonna be good, but like, there's there's a little bit more like enjoyment. I don't know, I, I, it's different from the tank where it's like this team's designed to lose and this team's designed to be young and like let's let's turn the turn the t- turn the uh, eras over here let's let's move on from what was the past to the future i think it's it's a little different but yeah like i guess the end goal if you're just talking about point total yeah the end goal might be the same Mm -hmm. uh and shane wright is the prize at the end of the road next year there's no jack eichel though there's no like elite generational consolation prize there are good prospects there's a couple of russian wingers actually that are usually ranked second and third um but Shane Wright is the, the prize at the end of the road. I've already been looking up schedules for where he's going to be uh, playing in the OHL nearby in the, uh, in don't the winter do months. Don't do this to yourself. I, I want to go. Yeah, it's fun. I like those little road trips up to the, up to the OHL arenas, the little, little minor league hockey to watch a kid. That's like, yeah, it's going gonna to kill you when the crack and win the lottery. And you're just like, oh. well, I'm not, I, you know, you're right. I'm, I'm, I say it now that I'm not going to get my hopes up, but I'm probably going to watch him have eight points in a game and be like, okay, all in. And then I'm going to get my hopes up for 20%, 18% now, actually. And then, yeah, right. I'm not even going to look at him. I don't even want to know. No, oh, come on. You got to look at him. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. Let me um, know when we're number one next year, and then we'll, then we'll decide. Um. So... Kevin Adams yesterday made some interesting comments. He talked about Lena Salmark leaving. They tried to sign him, but they weren't going to go beyond what they were comfortable with. And yesterday it kind of came out that the Sabres were trying for a shorter term deal with Allmark and Boston gave him a four year deal worth 5 million per. So twofold for me here, I don't blame the Sabres for by any means by not giving him that same contract. I also don't blame Allmark in any way, how do you not take a long-term deal with $5 million to be the number one goalie on a Stanley Cup contender? I mean, the Sabres shouldn't have even really been in contention if Boston was offering that. Oh, sure. Like, I think that that's good for him. Like, <laughs> I'm happy for him. Now, do I want him to fail in remarkable ways because he's on the Boston Bruins? Absolutely. But, like, I don't have, like, any resentment towards him as like a person he was like he was a good player for the sabers and, and he was one of the few one, was, of the, one of the few that guy was so happy-go-lucky all the time too and like so positive and like funny like not just in like media press conference but like i've had i've talked to people that like ran into him where actually one of my buddies helped his uncle move once and Allmark was like the neighbor and Allmark like came out and like was helping them move couches and stuff and like cracking jokes and like he was always that way in Rochester. I don't know. Like he is universally liked, I think, by Saber fans, and that's pretty hard to do for a team that's been this bad. Not anymore. 
won't be universally liked anymore. No, he won't. Um, like that's just the thing is like if if he went to if he went to uh, Colorado, Colorado was in the running. Colorado, like I'd probably root for him to win the cup. Yeah, <laughs> like I would be like fine with him winning a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes to Boston. I want him to. I want him to be the worst goalie in the world. Yeah, I like, do. It's just. <laughs> It's just the yeah. fact that he wears the those colors. Like I just want him to be. I want him to give up so many juicy rebounds. <laughs> there's there's nothing I want more than him to give up like ten goals again. I I think I will get there, but it might take me seeing him in the uniform before that officially happens for me. Because I'm still like I'm reading his Instagram post today. Um, I'll even just read it here for those listeners that aren't on Instagram. Olmark. Uh, wrote, it's always tough to say goodbye. First and foremost, I'd like to thank Buffalo Sabres for giving me the opportunity to, he's he wrote it that way, by the way. Um, Give me the opportunity to start my dream of becoming an NHL goaltender when I was drafted in 2012. It's a dream come true for me. Couldn't be more happy couldn't be more happy at time. My six years here in Western New York is filled with great memories and bonds. I will forever cherish with the rest of my life. Uh, He goes on a little bit talking about the coaching staff, goalie coach, um, I came here as a young buck from Sweden, and now I leave as a husband, a father of two beautiful kids. A whole lot of more life experiences. I seriously want to th- sincerely want to, you to know I've enjoyed every single moment here, and I hope that you feel I've given my all every night for these two teams. And to finish off everything, hashtag Go Bills is the way he ended his, uh, his Instagram post. I mean, I love them, but like, pick the yeah. wrong, pick <laughs> the wrong team for um, me to, to root for them. Real quick, by the way, I was wondering: is he the was he the most beloved saber during the drought years before he left? Um, and he came in second to Sam Reinhart in our poll. I did not see that coming. Like, Eichel doesn't count. Eichel came in fourth after Marcus Foligno. Wow. Yeah. There's a, there's growing growing annoyance with Jack like crowd. I thought I thought Eichel would be runaway. Well, and let's let's get to Eichel here now. That's a good transition. If you have not tried a Built Bar yet, I strongly encourage you to do so as somebody that did not eat protein bars because of the taste. And as somebody, am I a candy snob? Am I an aficionado? I don't know. I eat a lot, not as much anymore. Growing up, a lot of candy bars. And I'm telling you, Built Bar is a candy bar. It's not, it tastes like one though. You have 18 amazing flavors to pick from, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. If you go for the the coconut almond puff flavor, that is my favorite, and I'm not even a coconut guy, but it's like eating a mallow cup. That's how good it is. Built Bars are also great for the healthy, conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. For example, the peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I think really that might be, by the way, like we're going through it with him right now is why that number is probably diminished. So Kevin Adams said yesterday that we don't feel any pressure to move this player now if a deal is not right for us, that we're not worried about distraction. We're worried about doing what's right for the Buffalo Sabres, essentially saying we are fine with him being on the team at the beginning of the year. Now, is he bluffing? 
Is he showing that he's because Elliot Friedman early in the day said other teams don't believe the Sabres don't they think the Sabres are bluffing when they say that they'll go into the year with Eichel, that they will just take the best offer on the table before training camp. And if other teams believe that, I think Adams, at least even if he's not truthful in this, has to show teams and has to tell teams that he will. He has to play the game. But I don't know. How, how do you, at this point in time, are the chances greater than not that he'll be on this roster at the start of the year? I'm not saying he'll be on the ice, but will the, he be on this roster? Um, I still think it's more likely that he gets traded. Um, but I will say this, like, I love that Adam says that. Like, I just think it's, I think it's important to not be like, to make it, make it clear to the league and make it clear to everybody, like, we have all the chips. You cannot bully us into making this trade. Like this is, this is like, it's way too important. It's way too critical to one Adams's job and the organization's future. Like it's just too important of an asset to move for the Sabres to get like roasted. I see that you, I like that you keep like going after the Rangers for like, you hear all like the reports, like, God, they, they offer the worst. the worst stuff. They're offering the worst stuff. And it's like, them. that's that's something that, like, the Sabres would do when they were, like, under previous regimes. It's just like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, oh, fine. Like, uh, we don't, this guy doesn't want to be here. We'll just, we'll just take what, what's given. And it's like, no, like, we got him for, no, at, like, five more years, six more years. Like, you don't have a, you don't have a choice, like. You, you don't have the call. You have to you have to sway us to make the move now. And I still think it's going to happen because I think these teams that – I don't think free agency has been like – I mean, I don't think it's really bolstered. Any, any of the teams that are trying to really bolster their rosters for a cup run, besides maybe like Colorado kind of brought back their, their guys. Yeah. Like I don't think anybody else – like I don't think Vegas is like any much like better than what they were. No, they, they, what, what they do? They basically subbed out Mark Andre Fleury for Evgeny Dadnov, who is a top six winger for, from Ottawa, but he's not any superstar by any means. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't think they're going to lose a stop like with Leonard there. Right. I like, think LA might be the one team I fight with you a little bit on there because Philip Deneau is a great two way. No, they got, they got better. They got better, but like, they're not like a cup contender. No, 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 definitely not. That's right. <laughs> like, they, they might make the playoffs. Well, but but here's, division. here's the thing, like the cap ramifications now, though, like Vegas, after they moved Flurry, they had the space to do an Eichel trade. Now, after signing a couple of depth players and making that Dadnoff trade, they have $200,000 in space. And Minnesota, they'd have according, to cap dump guys, they'd have to dump right, some. Right. Us. And I don't know who that is. Like Riley Smith is only half of what Eichel is. Um, LA signed Deneau, so they're out on cap reasons. Minnesota is more just a bluff at this point. Michael Russo from The Athletic reported that they've backed out of Eichel trade uh, talks. So Got us. Got yeah, like, us that bluff. I don't know. Bluff. But does it seem like one by one, like you're losing, you're losing contenders? I mean, it's possible, but I think if you want to make the deal, if you want to make it work, you can make it work. Like, they just they just have to give us more. Well, like, can, can I also just say, I don't think it's a bad thing if Eichel's on the team at the start of the year. Like, no. I, I, I don't see it that way. I, I think we've talked about this. Like, 
there's actually a positive, positive outcome to him being on the ice at the start of the year, because I think part of the reason, at least part, maybe not all of it, that the reason his value is so diminished this off season is there are a lot of GMs who just don't know when he's going to be on the ice next that like, what's going to happen with this next surgery. And is there a long-term health ramification for this? Is he going to play at all? What happens if I trade up my entire future for Jack Eichel and something goes wrong with the neck and he's done in two years. I mean, that's not, it's, it's unlikely. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but that uncertainty I think could drive his price down. But if he's on the ice for you and he's Jack Eichel, he's looking like a 95 point player for the first month or two months of the season. That's only going to help Eichel get out of here and help the Sabres get a deal done. So it's almost like it's, it's showcasing him, but it's like openly showcasing him, which is usually, you know, maybe not done as uh, blatantly as it would be here, but that's why I'm not completely against it. And like, yes, I understand the arguments about, um, about like him in the locker room and like it being a distraction for the entire season. But to be honest, maybe the Sabres would want a distraction from people talking about the race to 32nd against the Coyotes, you know? So the Sabres would want like Jack Eichel, like walk into the locker room with like a, like an air of disgust as he goes and gets like a cup of coffee. Not, they probably (laughs) wouldn't want that. And Eichel's reportedly getting frustrated. Like he wants this to be done. Yeah. Like Robert Hogg and being like, Oh God, who who are you? Hogg? (laughs) (laughs) Hog what? <laughs> no, he know he know what? He knows Stroza? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, oh, I could see that. Um I could just see like but I I mean he has nowhere to go unless we trade him. So mm-hmm. he might as well be the captain that he, you know, was given the job. So like be that guy. Like Yep. lead the team that you are meant to lead until we find a solution. But like, like, I don't care that he's like upset that he hasn't been traded yet. Like, I just, I think the Sabres are right to wait for the best offer mm-hmm. and it probably won't come. Like, as you said, I don't think it will come until teams see him play. And like, he's got to, so he's got to play. If you, I would tell him, it was like, like, if you're ready to go, if you're healthy, if you feel better, like mm. it's time to put on that uniform and play or else like you're probably not going to get traded because we don't, we're not getting the offers because everybody's afraid that you're hurt. Right. Also, last thing on Eichel, I just want to throw in a, a new potential contender. There's nothing tangible out there being reported. Uh, there's no, you know, even rumors about this team, but I'm just kind of connecting dots here. Cap space. This team has $22 million in cap space. They just made a win now move in free agency and they have the pieces that the Sabres would want to get a deal done. How do we feel about the New Jersey Devils as a potential candidate to acquire Jack Eichel? They just signed Dougie Hamilton to be their franchise defenseman, seven years, $9 million per year. That's a win now type of move. They don't have that elite number one center that they've really never had. Even when they were a cup team, they never had that player. Um, And if I'm the Sabres, I might look over their assets and be like, all right, New Jersey, uh, Lindy, why don't don't you give us the Hughes brothers? And we're good here. Is that crazy? I I love it. Like I would, I would do that. 
Mm-hmm. I think. Well, no, here's the thing. Like, I don't know that that's an easy yes. I would say yes, because also I'm a big Luke Hughes fan. Uh, I mean, before Owen Power, I really did home- more homework on him. I wa- Luke Hughes was my number one guy in this draft class. He's going to go to Michigan next year. And by next year, he could look like the next Kel McCarr. Um, he went fifth overall this past draft. If you're not familiar. So that's their like top defensive prospect. Jack Hughes went first overall a couple years ago, but it hasn't gone great in the NHL yet. 52 points in 117 games. I know he's still only 20, but that's almost like middle stat return in the first couple of years. Now he was thought of as a higher level player as middle stat and the underlying numbers would be a lot better than middle stats were the first two seasons, but you'd be taking on a little risk there. Like, can this guy reach his potential because he hasn't done it yet? That being said, I would still do that trade though. Do they have cap space? They have 22 million in cap space. Okay. So we could just do that straight up. Yeah. I was going to say like, I was going to say, Oh, just kept them Subban over here for a little bit. I don't care. No, yeah, they they, <laughs> you know, they need it. Like if you if you if you wanted to throw him in, if you don't like that contract, like we'll we'll hang on to that for a little bit. Like, sure. yeah, but yeah, you don't <laughs> even need that. Yeah, need we that. don't even need to do that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I I I'd be surprised if if New Jersey's like, yeah, we're Jack Eichel away from really being dangerous out here. Well, they thought they were. Uh, they thought they were Dougie Hamilton away. Apparently, well, maybe not. Maybe they're just. I think they just. I think they just like the player. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think any team, like if the Sabers signed Dougie Hamilton to that contract, I'd be like, great, like sweet. But it's not right. Like, it's not, it doesn't make. It's, make it's a young right player away. that they're going to have for a while. So I don't like. Sure. Or not young. I guess he's not young anymore. But he's like he's twenty eight. Youngish. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not old. Um, no, but he's good. Like, I, I I think like. Bad teams can sign players like that and be like, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else here? I think we've pretty much gone over it. Uh, Jake McCabe goes to Chicago. I talked about that in our last episode. Good for him. I mean, I guess like good for him. He got a good contract for, I I don't think I would have wanted to pay him that either. Me neither. I was surprised he got that much. Um, Chicago is Chicago. A lot of, a lot of teams are high on Sabres people. Yeah, there's also been this premium on defensemen this this offseason. Um, that's the last thing I wanted to get to. I'm glad. I, I didn't write it down by accident, but we're going to get to it here. Uh, the last thing is on Rasmus Dahlin. And we've talked about him a little bit in his contract. It seems the Sabres are intent on getting a long-term deal done. Elliot Friedman said that he had heard that the Sabres' first offer was a legit offer. It was in the ballpark, and it was for term. Now, I take that to mean that the Sabres are trying to get him done in an eight-year deal now. I have been spinning your eight-year, $7 million hypothetical from last weekend. I've been spinning that around on WGR and on Twitter, and I'm finding a lot of good reaction that like we the Sabres would do well to get him on that deal right now. But the more that we talk about it and the more that we think about it, I don't think Darlene goes for that. I don't think he does. I think he knows... He, he would have enough confidence in himself and see all of these other defensemen signing Seth Jones for nine and a half million, Kale McCarr for nine, Heiskanen for eight and a half million. He would look at all of that and think if I have one or two great years, I could be making 10 million, let alone seven. And do I want to lock myself into 7 million for the foreseeable future? So what does that mean? That means if the Sabres want to get a long-term deal done, they're good. They might have to pay him as though he's already taken that next step. 
you might have to give him that Heiskanen contract at eight and a half million per year. And Jordan, I don't know if you agree with this, but I might still want to do that. And it's because I just, it's why, why is that? It, part of it is I just saw what happened with Sam Reinhart and Linus Allmark. I kept giving them the short-term deals over and over and over and they're gone. And I just don't even want to play around with that with Darlene. And I think eight times eight and a half, I think I would do it right now for Darlene. Yeah. And I think it's still right for us to be betting that he's going to get really good. Right. Sure. What's he at now? 21 years old. Yes. 21. Yeah. Like he's still like wildly young. Um, and I, th- I think that we've still seen like enough flashes to be like, yeah, this kid can still be like the amazing defenseman that everybody says he can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's tired when you play in like bad systems with bad teams. Like it's just, <laughs> it's gotta be tough for him. Um, but yeah, like I think it's smart to try to lock him up. Um, the extra 1.5, I don't think would kill them, like kill the Sabres. If they're like, go, oh, we have to go to 8.5 a year instead of seven. I don't think that would gut their cap. I mean, we got more money to play around with than <laughs> anyone. Right now. Yeah. And like, we're going to lose like the Postal contract is going to be off the book soon. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I think it's, I think it's smart to do that. And he's a player that's worth it. Like you just, you pay the good players. You got to pay the good players. Um, the only albatross we'd have left is Skinner and like, you know, like that's just, you know, is what it is. I think I've, I've made my case that that's salvageable too. Not all the way salvageable, but, but he, he can, he's not like, he's not like totally done with being a, like, he's right. not like going to be just like a garbage player forever. Right. So, uh, yeah, like I'm fine with signing him. I, I believe in him. Like, I still think he's going to be the face of the franchise. Um, I think when he was drafted, I said something like, I think this guy is going to be more of the face of the team than Eichel. Wow. I think you did. <laughs> what, a, what a pick that was. Yeah, because it, it didn't take that long. <laughs> it didn't take it. Was, and it, I, I was thinking they were still both going to be on the team. I just thought Darlene was going to be like, better just like it's like unreal talent and uh it just yeah. turned out that no like eichel's just not gonna be here <laughs> so uh what a what a wild what a wild turn this is um yeah, yeah like i mean that, that could all change though if like owen powers a a, a wagon or uh a wagon. you know we got <laughs> like the shane white right guy is like amazing and we get we get lucky with the lottery uh but yeah yeah like I think you got to You got to lock up good players. Um, I love the wagon him, comparable for, for power for some reason. A well, I think that that would be like, is, is that a term? Like it's a hockey term. Like the guy I've heard really it good players are wagons. Yeah. Um, and he would like, be the type of player I would consider to be like, he's, oh, he's also like, I wouldn't call Dalina wagon. No, he's, he's like, like a, a, a Ferrari. Uh, no, yeah, he's like, not. He's not a even a Ferrari. A bumblebee. A bumblebee. <laughs> I don't know. Like, not, not a bumblebee, but like a, maybe like a hornet. <laughs> Something like little and little and fast. Well, he's 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 not little. He's six two. Little. <laughs> he looks little. He's littler than Owen Power. But... <laughs> Owen Power, though, that's a wagon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wagon. Uh, that's all right. Um, I think that's it. 
Yeah, there, I even I had written down Darlene as the next face of the franchise, but uh, we got to starting it. to get starting to get delirious out here. I don't know. Shane Same Wright, movie. Shane Wright could be the man that that uh, takes. I, I won't even look at him. I don't want to look at him. I don't <laughs> want to know. Force feed highlights down your throat. I don't want to know months. when he's when he's on Seattle or he's on Arizona because Arizona hasn't gotten the break yet. Listen, you do. When you're back in town, Jordan drove down to, to North Carolina this week. Uh, when you're back in town, we're taking a trip up to Mississauga. Oh, wait, do you have you don't have your passport, do you? Not allowed to see Shane Wright. That's a shame. God damn it. And they don't play in Erie this year. <laughs> it's a shame. He's barred oh, well. from the country. <laughs> uh, not really. Um, all right. Well, that's I'm gonna... not just going to go around and get my hopes up again. I want to get my hopes up. What are we doing here? I don't want my hopes down, down all the time. <laughs> I'm tired of, I'm tired of like, I mean, the Sabres would be, it would be a different thing if it was McDavid. You got like, your hopes up with Josh Allen. Put it... Yeah, but no, cause I just, I knew, I, I knew he was. No, you did awesome. not. <laughs> You're I a liar. Knew it. I You're... told everybody at the bar. I knew he was going to be great. And everybody doubted me. They laughed at me. You're <laughs> scoffed in my face. And I laughed at them. I looked at all the people that booed him, and I remember. I remember the names. I will never forget. I will never forget mm-hmm. the people that booed. I will. I. I remember you all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna remember you when Shane Wright beats a saber. I want to be great, but I want to be great <laughs> on our team. The only way that he's gonna. That I don't want to know about him until he's on our team, mm. or until it's in our power to make him on our to put him on our team. By the way, I don't this... want to get crushed at the lottery again because Bill Daly pulls up a golden <laughs> Edmonton again. <laughs> it'll somehow be they'll make the playoffs and they'll still win it. How'd that get in here? <laughs> um, by the way, just to uh, throw it in here to hear you react to it. It's not Sabres, but it's Bills. Thad Brown just tweeted while we're recording. First fight of Bill's training camp today. Ed Oliver versus Spencer Brown. Uh, Oliver. <laughs> guess guesses one or other didn't like how physical the block was behind the play. Oliver ripped Brown's helmet off and went down. Brown piled on top, and the team jumped to, in to stop it. I mean, the, the 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 team will just say like the fight is good, like competition, baby. Mm. That's isn't that what they say every time? That's what you heard. Which I think is, I think it's just like par for the course. Like I think there's always a fight in training camp, and it's always at the linemen because like they just they go hard. Yeah. So it's <laughs> all right. Well, let's get out of here for today. Uh, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll be back. I think on Monday is the plan at this point. Um, and we're going to get into slow season. We're going to be also going to three episodes a week just for, uh, just so everybody knows all our listeners that we've been doing five a show, but we're really kicking it into off season mode in the month of August, because that's really the slow month. We'll probably have some silliness along the way. We'll maybe review some hockey movies. Um, I don't know. We've, we've done our, our Sabre world cup in the past. So we've, uh, we've tired out maybe like the all time Sabre stuff, but um, you got a fun month coming your way in August, even though it probably won't be a lot of action. And we still have the Eichel trade as content to talk about. So that's a good thing. Good news for us, I guess. Uh, And it's not quite, I'm not tired of it just yet. I might soon, but not there yet. So that's going to do it for us. Thanks everybody for listening. This has been the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.